fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Kristen. No. You're not. Hi, I'm Reese. Yes, you are. And I am Kristen. (laughs) And this is to To Ellen Ellen back. I don't know why I stopped saying it halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) Was it because you were so shocked about how amazingly I synced with you or? No, I just, I I don't know. I felt like a shock in my chest and I stopped talking. (laughs) I I don't know what came over me. To Ellen Back is an auto-straddled podcast where we are recapping every episode of your favorite or least favorite lesbian series, The L Word. This week's episode is called Luck Next Time for some reason. Um, yeah, what reason? I don't, I don't know. Also, like, luck, comma, next time? Right. Like, what good, is that? Like, like, were they like, good luck next time, but then they just took the good off because this is The L Word? Is good luck next time a phrase? Oh, it's like better luck next time? Better luck next time. Maybe it's a play on bet, bet porter luck next time. I think they should have just called it letter luck next time. And everyone would have known what it was, (laughs) you know? And then I wouldn't have had to Google it like I just did. Luck next time, the logical name of this episode, which is all about luck. Um, It was written by Rose Trochet and directed by Rose Trochet. So this is like a lesbian written and directed episode wow a pure lesbian we're about to have like a very pure lesbian experience have we gotten out of the month of february 2004 yet yes now we're on march 14th 2004 oh thank god i just felt like we had been in february for so long well it was a leap year remember it's true it's true we we got stuck in in the time warp right yeah. Uh, well, I'm pretty excited, Reese, because this is the one with Sherry Jaffe and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode uh, made me gay. This is the one? Yeah. <gasps> wow. This so luck it. next time meant that was for you, Reese. Yeah, they meant better luck with girls than you've had. With men. With men. Yeah. So we start off with Jesus fucking a woman. Uh, here's the thing though Mm -hmm. i feel like the woman is doing all the work he's just standing there well isn't that who's thrusting that's kind of the way the patriarchy works isn't it what the woman has to do all the fucking even though she's technically the one getting fucked (laughs) exactly i've never heard a better (laughs) the virgin mary is a power top (laughs) power bottom (laughs) the virgin mary is a power bottom that's what we learned today is that blasphemous Am I going to get in trouble? I think I feel like we can't speak about provocations without blaspheming race. So I think everyone trigger warnings for blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So basically, it's like a video art that's being made in Portugal. And this woman is being is power bottoming Jesus. Right. She is. I don't mean to skip ahead, but this is the episode where I was like, oh, my God, Bet's fucking art face. It's like Bet's O face, but it's yeah. her art face. Yeah. <laughs> she's just she's like staring into the depths of this woman's soul, being like, look at the way she feels her spirituality and wants to commune. And I'm like, Bet, it's not. Come on. 
And I think, again, this is like a callback to other art, art controversies, like at for the Sensation exhibit in Brooklyn, there, there was a painting that was like the Virgin Mary, but it had like shit all over it, like literal shit. Was it the same exhibit that had like the crucifix in it in piss? Yeah. Piss Christ. Piss Christ. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's called. And okay. then like a year later, a year later, the Brooklyn Museum had a photo exhibit that had a thing called Yo Mama's Last Supper. Oh, where, yeah. Um, where the photographer, Renee Cox, posed as Jesus and everybody freaked out because she's a woman. Wow. Um, it was like an exhibit of black photographers, I want to say. And Rudy Giuliani was unhappy. Wow. Rudy Giuliani is always unhappy. Let's be real. And I mean, I feel like this is, I don't know, art. This is Bet's argument, right? <laughs> this is, this is right. art. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, right? Like Bet is sort of as the like gay woman in charge of this art museum is like pushing forward right she different wants, ways of looking at the world besides she wants to put CIC on the map yeah and now it is on the map it sure is on the map because Faye Dunaway what's her name Faye, Faye Buckley she found it she pulled out a map and there was the CIC and she drove <laughs> right over there in her pantsuit but we're not there yet we're not we are at Alice in bed with Lisa Oh, I'd like I'd like to go to the bathroom, Alice says to Lisa, who is wrapped around her body 17 times. And then like we've obviously we've talked a lot about Lisa, the male lesbian. And yeah, Reese, you were I'm saying, done. well, right. But a couple episodes ago, you were saying how like this was an attempt at making a joke. And like now in 2019, that joke is very confounded because we are having a lot more conversations about gender identity and et cetera. But I feel like this episode underlined the joke of it. Right. Like this is like really what they were going for is like underlining how lesbian lesbians can be yeah. through Lisa. That's true. And then to Bettina's. Then to Bettina's where Tina has bought a kiddie pool and she wants to give birth to little pickle in it. A little. Yeah. A little water pickle. In a it birthing like a hot tank. tub. She purchased it. OK. She purchased it. <laughs> I don't know if you picked that up, but she was like, it cost less to uh, buy it than to rent it. I'm like, cool. So you're going to squirt your baby out in that birthing tank and then just keep it in your living room? Like, what's the plan? Hot tub. You think? Yeah. They already have like a quite nice pool. I don't know if they oh, need they a weird a birthing tank hot tub. but Well, I do. Yeah, we know you need a pool. Beth's pissed because she's not included in this. Tina's definitely being like passive aggressive about like Beth leaving her out of things and not letting her make decisions. And she's like, I bought a fucking birthing tank. Move your car. Yeah. So this is going really well. Right. But I think that like <laughs> something that we talked about last episode, which we didn't have the chance to do together, is that it's Beth thinks she's falling out of love with Tina. Right. So I think that a lot of like the way that Beth is treating Tina might be part of that like shitty period of a relationship where somebody's like kind of over it and so the way that they're acting is like really mean to the person who's like still like wait a second I'm still in this why are you treating me like I'm your enemy suddenly you yeah know? that's true and and Tina gives a voice to that later where she's like I don't feel right the way I felt from you earlier so womp womp then Snoop Dogg has comes to the has the smoothie <laughs> okay so Snoop Dogg's name is Slim Daddy first of all right of Which course. is a pretty good name. Like, he is very slim, slim you know. You know who else is sometimes called Slim Daddy? Who? Me. Oh, Reese, you are. Yeah. You are the lesbian Slim Daddy. True. Thank you. Or the white <laughs> Slim Daddy. The white the white lesbian Slim Daddy. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I, can relate to being, I can relate to being a Slim Daddy, is all I'm saying. Right. This, so do you remember watching this in 2004, 
Yeah. Because my like my head exploded when this happened. It just was like the leg. Like, this was my little lesbian show. And then all of a yeah. sudden Snoop Dogg was on it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was so cool when this happened. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. It was really cool. And he has a bunch of Canadian extra assistants. <laughs> and they and it's cute. They got smoothies. He obviously knows that Kit doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. I think that's what they were getting at. But he's also like a womanizer, you know, like the Britney Spears song Womanizer. Yes, I do. I'm very familiar with it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah. a he's like a gen- gentlemanly womanizer. Yeah. You know? He's a, he's yeah. a polite misogynist. <laughs> anyway, so he so Kit is doing is shooting a music video with Slim Daddy on the song that he is sampling. Right. Also, he tries to feed her her smoothie and she's like, no, thank you. Right. Because she can do it herself. She can. Uh, Reese, I know this is your favorite part of the episode when we go to Dana's house and Mr. Piddles gets his name because we didn't know it was Mr. Piddles, except I spoiled it. Sorry, I know this is a spoiler-free podcast, but this cat's name is Mr. Piddles and Dana is practicing coming out to Mr. Piddles. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I could recite this whole scene from memory, honestly. Go ahead. Go. Um, okay. Here, uh, I'll be the cat. <laughs> Mr. Piddles. <laughs> do you remember Lara? <laughs> remember how she used to come over all the time? <laughs> Mr. Piddles. Wow. <laughs> this podcast has gone in a direction that I, <laughs> that I would have never signed off on. Mr. Piddles, Lara is gay. I can't so I, I can't meow anymore. I can't yeah, please do it. don't. It's, I, it's, it was too many meows. The last one. It's hard enough for me to handle actual cats, let alone like humans as cats, <laughs> you know? It makes me think of like the girl in my kindergarten class who would who would like crawl around like a cat and eat paper. Oh, it's like in that moment, like I, I knew Reese that you and I would likely never connect directly on the chart. <laughs> but like when I when I meowed the last meow, I knew that I was <laughs> <laughs> sealed. I was <laughs> Sealed our fates. Okay. Oh, I'm Ooh. cry laughing over here. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. And then, so, but it's cute, right? It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. Dana's cute with her practicing her coming out. And, um, you know, eventually we'll get to more conversations with her and her mom, which I'm excited about. <laughs> and okay. then Alice comes over and she's like, get out of bed. Get your shit together. Some of us have it worse, Dana. Some of us are dating lesbian men. Yeah, that got a good laugh out of me. It was a good line. Yeah, I liked it. So then we get, I've already spoken about it, but uh, the next scene cuts immediately to Beth's art face. What do you think, like, what do you think the actor, like the acting thought is in her mind that she's thinking to get to achieve this face? Honestly, Jennifer Beals is a very wholesome person. Mm. So she's probably like thinking about her husband, (laughs) you know? So that's that's her motivation for how to how would I respond to where she was envisioning herself in flash dance with like the bucket of water coming oh. down or whatever. If one of our listeners could please make us a super cut of like just <laughs> Bet's art face cut with her watching herself in flash dance, that would make me very happy. Did you know that she has never seen any episodes of The L Word? What? She doesn't watch anything that she's in ever. Anything. So she's never seen flash dance. Mm-mm. Oh man. <laughs> Well, anyway, she does a great job with her art face. And James, James is really getting a personality in this episode, I think. You yeah, know? bless him. He's like, it's really cool. <laughs> That's his <laughs> feedback on the art. Uh, yeah. And then Bet gets these mystery flowers from the delivery guy who does not think that this is art at all. 
No, he doesn't think it's art. Did you, you know Rudy Giuliani didn't think that any of this stuff was art, and the Supreme Court literally had to be like, "It is stop." Wow, really? Yeah, he they he withdrew funding from the Brooklyn Museum, and they were like, "That's a First Amendment violation. You can't do it." Damn, I don't think I knew those details, which is sad because I was living here and should have been more informed. But that's intense. Well, you were fucking chicks, probably. I was. I was one chick. Just one. That's generally the course of my life bends toward <laughs> I'm just banging this one chick the, for the many years. Bends towards one chick. One chick. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to the planet where Alice Prank calls Dana's mom to get them to talk to each other. I just want to note that Dana is drinking like a Frappuccino, basically. Like it's like the most it's like if you're feeling really depressed and you go to the coffee shop and you're like, I'm just going to get a milkshake, mm -hmm. you know. That's you know, where she's at. Not to make it too personal, but I was feeling really depressed last night and I left my house to get dinner because I thought that would cheer me up. And then I wound up just getting a giant ice cream cone. So this checks out. <laughs> yeah. Alice calls um, Dana's parents and asks if their refrigerator is running. Classic. And Dana's like, you better go catch it. And then she's like, mom? Again, <laughs> Aaron Daniels, incredible. Incredible. Comic. Actress. Also, and she's Rose... like, it feels like I came out to a piece of wood. Right. But also Rose Trochet doing a great job with some of these dialogue lines. Dialogue lines? Is that what you call them? Yeah. Doing a great mm -hmm. job with the dialogue. Dialogue lines. Dialogue lines because yeah. Alice is Alice is like, she's accepting it, Dana. She's accepting it through denial, which I thought was yeah. a pretty great line. And then, but also her mom is setting her up with a boy on a date. Mildred's and son. Alice he... is like, at least it's not shock therapy. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Honk. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy never gets a name, right? He just remains Mildred's son throughout. Uh, no, he. I think his, I'm pretty sure his name is Andrew. Oh, is his name Andrew? Mm. Yeah, it's Andrew. I'm going to call him Mildred's son. It's Andrew. For some reason, I was like, this guy looks familiar and went on like an unfortunate deep dive. He hasn't done anything in years. I think he's like a photo like a d production designer now or something. Oh. This is, it matters to nobody. I fell asleep on my microphone because I was thinking about the next scene, which is um, very pivotal. The Sherry Jaffe scene? My first note is Sherry Jaffe, baby. Sherry's assistant has forms for Shane to sign regarding Sherry's very specific hair needs. If I want to have an assistant in my future and I am a wealthy person who can have one, I would like this assistant. I think she's a great assistant. God, you know what? I would do so many things if I had an assistant to handle all that for me. Right? You know, because instead I go and I'm like, I don't know what to, I don't know how to assert myself. <sighs> and and Sherry Jaffe's like, first, my assistant will get you to sign off on this paperwork. And then I will let you know that how I want my hair done is for you to fuck me on the floor of my closet. <laughs> yeah. But not yet. But not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so. Also, I just love this world in which the influencers are like in their 50s. Yeah, seriously. Good point. Like, that's well, great. This was before the before social media, so maybe yeah. um, you know the maybe us cougars had the edge, Reese. Right, because young people don't know what they're doing. No, they don't. You know, sorry if you're listening to this and you're a young person. No, I mean young people are great at being influencers, but I I would love some more over fifty influencers. You know. Yeah. Well, I like mean, four twenty fat lesbians. Those women are great. If we just stay on track, Reese, you know, if we yeah. like hold steady. That's true. I am an influencer. You are an influencer, as am I. And now the podcast is over because we both self-identified as influencers. So then 
Bet and Slim Daddy are flirting. Um, this is well, weird. I think Slim Daddy is flirting with Bet. Bet's right. not flirting. She's just she's just entertaining him because she's trying to be polite because she's on set and she's happy for her sister to be doing something. I feel like Bet is into it. Not that she wants to sleep with really? Slim Daddy. Like it's not like she's not flirting in a way where like I'm like, oh, is she interested? Oh, I think oh. she's just. I, I mean, I, it reminded me of how I would probably react to something like that. Like, right, like entertain it just enough to make sure that, like, I didn't mess anything up for Kit. You right, know? right, right. Um, well, but he's excited that Bet is a lesbian. He's he thinks so that that's excited. cool. And Kit is like trying to learn these dance moves, but she's obviously like struggling a little bit. And yeah. Slim Daddy also tells Bet to bring her lesbian friends to set to liven things up, which is true. Everyone, every, every set in Los Angeles needs more lesbians more lesbians agree yeah even just uh, as audience sherry jaffe is getting cold play tickets um, for her daughter for her for her daughter uh which really dated cold play for me i was like oh wow yeah they have been around for a while haven't they i think this was their peak yeah because right. i remember listening to cold play on repeat the day after the 2004 election oh wow so is this yeah. when cold play the whole band was dating Gwyneth paltrow yeah that's when cold play cold play and Gwyneth paltrow were married right and then was it I, I don't think I, so actually i think this is before then oh listen this is straight people bullshit and we, i don't have to keep track of it yeah yeah let's go let's get out of this straight lane uh actually let's take sherry jaffe with us as we change lanes because she wants to change she wants something new like oh my so Shane is like what do you want and gives her this look the look that launched a thousand ships yeah. in my apartment yeah house. I'm and I feel like when she said this when my friend Krista and I were watching it for the first time we both were like <gasps> and didn't breathe again for another 10 minutes when she says she's like, what do you want I want so when... many things mm -hmm. which is now whenever anyone says what do you want I always want to be like I want so many things but in terms of what I want from you <laughs> a change and then she's like take this off and I'm Shane nervous. has glasses on she's like I know what you need oh my god yeah, you know, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I'm finding myself kind of attracted to Shane, especially with the glasses. And I just like really, I really was proud to have like made it through the L Word era as one of three lesbians who didn't <laughs> want to take Shane's clothes off. So yeah. this is disappointing. But you know who I feel like everyone's number one L Word crush was, was Bet. Yeah, no, I, I didn't like So Beth maybe then this is just part of our overall like repositioning on how we see these characters now oh that's true i mean because shane is i mean we've talked about it already but like shane is just very loyal she's yeah. chill she's very direct she says what she wants mm -hmm. plus i would love to date somebody who could also cut my hair okay so this is where we turn the corner into jenny going to fucking dinner with at marina and francesca i mean this is a lot this is a lot this is a lot i didn't know what non-monogamy was in 2004 and I feel like the writers of the I feel show, like the way you talk about what you knew and didn't know in 2004 is like you lived in a tiny little I like did. a little cave under under the highway or something. I did I knew that lesbians danced at Henrietta Hudson's and that my straightening iron worked better if I used chi oil on it so <laughs> that's what you, I knew have, <laughs> cheese were great that cheese was a great. must have in 2004 mm -hmm. <laughs> just ask Shane so Francesca invites Jenny over for dinner so that her and Marina can oh. torture each other. 
torture her, poison her. This is it's hard to say, but Jenny, it's also like Jenny is so tiny. Like physically, she's in this like sort of really nice, what seems like, you know, the house that they own. And Jenny is so little. She's just like this tiny person. And they both seem like full grown adults. Yeah. Who are like, they're both like five inches taller than her. They just seem like, I know that like the physicality isn't the most important part, but like visually it kind of like comes off that way that it's like this small person there with these grown women. Totally. And these grown women are like playing out this weird relationship drama that they have with each other. Yeah. I mean, Jenny kind of clocks it later where she's like, so you two just like fuck people and then like use that as a way to make each other jealous. And like, cause it, that is, does seem like the entire dynamic here. What's, super weird to me is that they would then invite one of those people over for dinner and tell that person the other story about the like what are we doing ladies first of all Francesca's insufferable so her and Marina obviously like I don't know why even if I hadn't had sex with Marina I don't think I'd want to have dinner with these people yeah because they're both so annoying and Francesca's like oh we're having champagne it's full of expectations or something no she she's not having champagne she's having Prosecco because champagne is too full of expectations oh yeah expectations like you'll tell someone if you have a girlfriend when you're (laughs) having sex with them like that those kind of expectations lower your expectations is what she's saying from the jump yeah and I what I was gonna say too is that like the physicality is definitely a thing but I didn't pay attention I would imagine that there's some camera angle work to also establish this because you're right Jenny looks like she's sitting like on a booster seat in her chair yeah and they do a lot of shots where like Jenny's eyes are made to look really big kind of like where where she's sort of like her perspective is like a little warped kind Mm -hmm. of it's 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 interesting Yeah, and these two just are, they really are made out to be very, predatory is the wrong word, but like, it just, it feels like Jenny is the plaything at the table and that they're using their feelings for each other and for their other like extra marital rolling arounds to get each other off, get each other angry, get each other jealous. Little do they know Jenny doesn't have any organs. Well, yeah, it's incredible that she's sitting there. Where do you think the food's right? going? Is it just falling into the yes. cavern of her like, body? Jenny, stop eating. <laughs> the floor is a mess. Oh, and interspersed throughout this scene that makes me uncomfortable is Sherry Jaffe loving her fucking hair. So let's not forget that. Yes, she's. Uh, they talk about Harry and, and Shane's like, how did you get Harry's respect or something? And Shane's like, well, I didn't sleep with him. Yeah. And she's like, (laughs) 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 and then, and talks about how Ellie went to the LACMA benefit and her hair looked good. And she has not looked good in 12 years. All right. Um, then Marina lets Jenny know in the kitchen that she has feelings too, you know. She, she Jenny's not the only one with feelings. And then we get this a This is mom- so, and it's so manipulative. This is like, again, classic, classic emotional abuse. It's just like, it truly is. And also it's, it, you know, I remember a lot of Marina lines, obviously mainly this one. Hi, Jenny. It's Marina. I was thinking about you. So the other line that I remember is in this scene where she's like, you know, what's so sad is that you don't know what you mean to. And then barf. Jenny kisses her in the kitchen. Oh, Francesca's like, fuck you, bitch. Not in my house. And I was very impressed. Jenny is like standing her ground. 
Yeah, I thought Je- exactly. Like it's like Francesca's whole like intentionality is to make Jenny feel so stupid. And even yeah. though we know Jenny does feel stupid, she does right. not look like it. Like she really if I were Francesca, I would be like, wow, I did not affect that person. And I'm a little bit concerned. So also at dinner, Marina is like chiding Francesca for hooking up with the prima ballerina who was the girl in the like earth dress two episodes ago. She was the um, finger banged ballerina. The finger. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> the thing, you know, you know, the finger banged, the finger yeah. banged ballerina, finger Swan Lake, the finger banged nutcracker. Ooh, nutcracker. Ooh. Ooh. It's kind of nutcrackers sort of look like speculums. She's like the knuckle cracker. Yes. <laughs> and Marina's like, don't you think it's unethical to like finger bang the nutcracker? And it's sort of like that person, the Nutcracker, who has the big dress and then all the little people come out from underneath it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. That's that's Francesca. <laughs> you didn't know that all those people that came out from underneath the flowy dress were actually yeah. finger banging that <laughs> character. But that's what was happening. It is. <laughs> the retelling of the Nutcracker. And, and Jenny's like, ethical isn't the first word that comes to mind when I think of Marina, which is like damn dig dig (laughs) and then francesca's like you sound angry (sighs) yeah jenny and marina are left alone jenny kisses marina and they're making out when francesca walks in and she says that the thing about marina is that when she focuses on you you feel like you're the only one who exists Mm. which is basically a line straight out of the talented mr ripley which was written by patricia highsmith who wrote carol and that was your then, own little like lesbian chart that you just. <laughs> <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. If we want to bring it back to Coldplay. Wow. And then, <laughs> and then Francesca's like, tell us about your story. And as a writer, there's nothing more annoying than someone being like, tell me about your short story. Like, <laughs> why would I talk to some rando at dinner about like my story? Yeah, like, let me work a, on it. That's a total power move, though, because it's yeah. like it's like Francesca's way of being like, hey, you know what? Marina told me all the fuck about you. Like, you're not a threat to me. Yeah, tell me about your demon story. Who gives a shit about Jenny's tiny, terrible demon story? (laughs) And then Jenny's like, you guys suck. And then she walks out and throws. Throws. Also, I just feel like if I threw a wine bottle at a house, it would bounce off the window and land in the bushes. Like, I... (laughs) Like you're, you're, it would fall flat, so to speak, as a reaction. It would. I mean, I just, I, I feel like you really have to throw a fucking wine bat- bottle to make it shatter like that. Yeah. Can we do a workshop at a camp, Reese, where we just throw wine bottles at windows and see what happens? Yes. Instead of instead of throwing pies. Yeah. Instead of throwing pies, let's throw wine. <laughs> then you and Marnie have like a million glass shards in your face. <laughs> Yikes! What a way to go out, huh? Yeah. So Jenny goes back to Tim Tams. Yeah. And she, the, my favorite fact that we learn in this scene is that Jenny has a shower caddy that she brings from her little pad. Into I know the it's like bathroom. she's at camp. Yeah. She's like in a college dorm. She's got her little yeah. Adidas sandals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her caboodles. And, and Tim is watching a Kung Fu movie and Jenny like comes over and Tim's like, I invite you to cuddle. Mm-hmm. And Jenny is like, I love you so much. And, and then, then they have aggro starving sex. Which like, you know, I'm not here for straight sex, but like it was good. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I yeah, was- I literally wasn't here for straight sex. I like made toast while this was happening. <laughs> I was like, is how long is this going to go on for? And by the way, too long. Yeah, it did. But like, I, but listen, I, I like Tim's butt. Okay. I, I said it. <laughs> wow. I said it. I like his butt. 
Wow. Um, so after agrohomophobe. Yeah. Also, there's a moment that I wrote down while they're fucking, which I thought was kind of cool, uh, where he like takes Jenny's face in his hands and just like looks at it for a long time. I just feel like this is real life. Like you're you're fucking your ex. You know, you're not supposed to be mostly you're just fucking them. But then you have a moment where you're like, what am I doing? And who are you? You know? But I think it's really believable that they would do this. Yes, I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. Then we go back to Bettina's. Bettina's. Tina's not feeling the love tonight at all. But feels left out about the kiddie pool combo. <laughs> so this and this scene is is sad. Yeah, it is sad. You know, when we signed up to do this podcast uh, together, I didn't know that I was going to take a couple through the decline of their marriage and their miscarriage. It's really quite something <laughs> for me. I <laughs> I, do, I, I know. Isn't this fun for you? It's just a joy. It's just, well, I mean, it isn't fun, but it is like really kind of cool to because I mean as you would imagine when I was 23 years old watching this I had absolutely no experience with being married or pregnant or losing all of those things uh, which yeah. by the way if you are listening to this podcast <clears throat> and you just keep hearing me uh, casually refer uh, to my miscarriage I had a miscarriage I wrote an article about it for Reese Bernard uh, on autostraddle.com yeah uh, but it was really for me but it was really, it was really for Reese. Um, it's called a love letter to Reese. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's quite a thing to be like, oh, wow, this, like, if only I knew when I was 23 that I would get to be my very own Tina Kennard. Oh, man. Why do I have to be the Tina? <laughs> I have felt like, like the feeling that Tina is expressing to Bat, like, I've definitely been there. I had a relationship where I was like, I feel like you don't like me anymore. And were you right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But much as I felt then, like, just because you aren't, like, in love with me anymore doesn't mean it's okay to be mean to me. I'm still a person. Right. But I think what happens to people who are falling out of love is they feel guilty for falling out of love and then they wind up being mean. It's really... Yeah, because they try to demonize their partner so that yes. they can justify their decision to inevitably do something terrible to them. Exactly. You have to rewrite the narrative so that you don't have to feel bad about yourself. And it's so scary when you can feel the narrative being rewritten around you, Oof. you know? Yes. Otherwise known as gaslighting. But that's not what ha that's not what's happening here. But like that same experience of being like, what is what this does not feel like the relationship that I thought we were in. Anymore. Right. Right. And what did I do wrong? You know? Right. And then, you know, we get this little like neighbor mirror. I mean, it's not a mirror, but we go from that to then Jenny and Tim in the morning. The best part of waking up is seeing that Jenny is in your bed. <laughs> Yeah, so Tim's like, I fucked up. Uh, you're well, Jenny starts up. talking about Marina. Like, she's Ugh. like, oh, my God, I went to Marina and Francesca. They were so fucked up. And Tim was like, wow, uh, I don't care about any lesbians. Right. This is this is believable to me, too, though. Yeah. It's like you're back with the person that you're super comfortable <clears throat> with. And it's just like kind of second nature to tell them, like, the big things that are going on in your life yeah. before your brain clocks that, like, oh, right. <laughs> this is the whole reason yeah. that we're broken up in the first place. I think that this scene like changed my life behavior because of how he reacted to it. Cause I definitely had done that before where I was like back with somebody who I'd like right. had something rocky with. And I'm like, by the way, like this new person I'm dating is like shitty in all of these ways. And they're like, I don't stop. 
right, right. You know, and I think after seeing the scene, I was like, that's really a weird thing for me to do to people and I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah, I, I'm similar to you in, in that way and in other ways, Reese. But it, I, in that way, like I, I, I overshare. I always overshare. I yeah. like to connect about all <laughs> things. And that's not always what people need. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's I love to connect. That's why you and I do so well. Yeah. Except for we yeah, can we never so well. sleep together because I meow too many times. Yeah, that's true. So, and we're both tops now. So, that's um, true. The- Cougar tops. <laughs> it would be the, so, um, so awkward. It would be so awkward. Right. So, Tim says he took a giant step backwards. And he did. And he doesn't know who she is anymore. And I guess he's right. And he still sucks, but he's also right. Yeah, he's right. And he, I mean, he, he doesn't, I don't know that he needed to be this vicious. He's basically like, you're, you're manipulative. You've become them. And I don't want that in me. Like, okay, man. And Jenny's and like, like, fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. Which is like, really? Yeah. She said she's not apologizing anymore. Which, uh, what? I mean, okay. maybe she should move out of the tool shed is all I'm saying. Yeah, but, you know, it's a good place for drama. <laughs> it is. It's a good okay. location. So where do we go now? Right. to The a, Paramount lot. The Paramount lot in Bet's convertible. I'm glad that it's being used for its intended purpose, which is to shuttle a gaggle of lesbians to a mm-hmm. Slim Daddy music video shoot. Yes. And Alice is avoiding Lisa <laughs> and Lisa? Lisa calls and Alice is like, do, is, is it, do you think it's true that we didn't invite Lisa because she's a little different? He's. He's a little different. Sorry. And Shane gets on the phone and is like, stop being such a les. Liz. Liz. Stop being such a Les, Liz. No, Liz, keep being a Les. But uh, Lisa, stop being such a Les. Shane is like, again, like the most chill person about the whole Lisa thing, but it's like, right. obviously like Alice wants to break up, but like hasn't done it yet. Also, I'm sorry, but when Tina's on the phone with Lisa, she's like supposed to be shielding Alice from the call. And then she like holds the phone down and she's like, Alice, he says he can hear you breathing. <laughs> Which, like, just really got me. Yeah. So the people at the gates are like, who are these people? And one of Slim Daddy's guys gets out and he's like, this is his business manager. And this is his accountant. And this is, and he, like, tries to think of titles until he finally runs out on Dana. And is like, she's his white lady. And <laughs> the guard is like, cool, fine, whatever. You can come in. But then Slim Daddy wants to have a meeting with Bet in his limo, which is when he finds out that Kit is not a lesbian and that right. he had redone the video. He was like, oh, no, Kit's not going to like the new direction I took this video in. Right. Again, being like a very polite misogynist, he's trying. He's trying to help Kit out and also himself. And when they go in to the shoot. hmm. Kit is like in this weird like body stocking thing and she has these girls dancing up on her. She still seems uncomfortable. But also the outfits that um, Alice, Dana and Shane oh. are wearing here are like very inappropriate because they're they're really bad. They're just bad outfits. I don't Everyone understand. I know. I was like, it, it was it was like they went out of their way to make them look like weird and frumpy. And I was like, yeah. what's the I don't get it. Kid, I thought, looked great, but she's just not yeah. feeling it. She feels like she's too, like, this, this is not the space that she's in anymore. And so she is not going to do this vision. She's not going to execute Slim Daddy's vision. And he's kind of down with it. He actually Yeah, puts, he's like, yeah, that's fair. And Bet is actually really caring and loving towards Kit through the whole thing, too. Yeah, yeah, which is nice to see. For Bet, whenever Bet can top our situation, she's obviously, like, more comfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> then we go back to um, Lather. <laughs> 
lather and my favorite assistant comes in and is like you should do this and don't be late miss jaffe is grumpy when she's made to wait i don't yes. i didn't mean to turn that into a dr seuss i know poem, that but... was cute that's now we're a regular dr seuss <laughs> uh so yeah shane's psyched because she's getting invited to do another job with uh sherry jaffe little does she know what the job will entail yeah little does she know and then we go back to the cac Ooh, under um, where they like one of the main guys from Battlestar has like a 45 second part. The whole museum has been like vandalized by right wing groups. They have these signs say art equals filth. <laughs> Which um, I kind and, of would like one of those, you know? Yeah, for, right. Yeah, I mean, true. Look scared, at this art. Yeah. <laughs> and L.A. They say that L.A. is the capital of filth and degradation, which again, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sure. Right. I wrote but that down that so that thing? I could check in with you, Reese, uh, from the reporting from the ground. Yeah. Here I am in Los Angeles and I can confirm it's still the capital of filth and degradation. <laughs> it remains filthy. Uh, right. So before we then careen from the CAC into the planet, we take a pit stop at Sherry Jaffe's dressing this closet. This is more than a pit stop, Kristen. This You're is right. the destination. You're right. I don't know why I only have it. Let me see here. Oh, I see. I gave more notes to the after. Okay. Yes. You're right. It is more than a pit stop, Reese. It's Shane a... enters the mansion. Fuck stop. Sherry is in full mommy splendor. Mm -hmm. A oh, silk truly. robe, a like a fucking giant cup of white wine in the middle of the day on the stairwell. Did Sherry Jaffe invent mommy? Like, is she our mm. four, our four mommy? I feel, I mean, maybe. I mean, Helena Peabody is like very ultimate mommy. Mm. But Sherry and Jaffe came before Helena Peabody. She did, yeah. Anyway, she was hoping for more this time, Shane. Lots more. Yeah. Shane fully thinks she's giving a haircut, but then Sherry's like, this time you take off your shirt. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> they start make it out. Sherry Jaffe has put on her finest lingerie. Oh, Shane, yeah. though not expecting to fuck, is always ready. Always. <laughs> yeah. You know? She's like, all right. Yeah. She doesn't miss a beat. Let's she like it. takes her glasses off, puts them in a case. She's like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Here we go. Ready to rock. <laughs> so then uh, Sherry Jaffe and Shane um, have sex, have lots and lots of sex. Um, do they have sex or do they just make out? Do they only make out? I don't know. We she didn't says, get to see it for some reason. We got to see Tim's bare butt. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, just we do get to that see. Fuck. I don't know. Maybe they were mid. I mean, what is lesbian sex anyway? You know. Oh, we still haven't solved it, Reese. <laughs> I wonder if we'll be able to solve I it. I think in it's this first when season. like two really good friends have sex and one of them makes cat noises the whole time. <laughs> I'm so equipped for that. So while they have hot sex or hot making out, no one can know. We go to the opposite of hot sex, which is <laughs> Lisa yeah. being like, you should drink your juice because you're bringing your fatigue into the bedroom. Yeah. And like Lisa doesn't feel that his orgasm is being prioritized. It's just about Alice. Right. When it's my and turn. Like, were Lisa just a male identified male, not a lesbian identified male? I'd be like, yes, Alice, take it. Mm -hmm. Take all the orgasms. Get back at the patriarchy. But I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Are you saying you're confused by the character of Lisa the <laughs> lesbian? <laughs> hmm. 
So this is this like weird split scene. Like there's two <laughs> different things happening at the planet all at the same time. And they swap because while this conversation is happening, Dana and Mildred's son is... Andrew. Mildred's son is telling Dana that she has a beautiful body three seconds into the date, which... Yeah, only Slim Daddy's allowed to do that, Andrew. Dana, is this the first time? No, the second. I guess she came out to her parents. But, like, this seems like one of the first times that she's ever, like, said out loud to somebody she doesn't know very well, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, it's like all the stress is just pushed to a place where she's like, what up? I'm gay. Fuck it. Right. Also, this reaction that she has to Mildred's son is what I want everybody to have on this show, which nobody else seems to have, where she tells him that she's a lesbian. He looks at her like, hell yeah. And she's like, (laughs) take that look off your like, don't look at me like that. Uh, I'm not interested in having a threesome with you. I actually would want you to leave. I'm like, fuck Yeah. yeah, Dana. And he's like, ooh, then I'm not interested. So then Alice takes over the blind date. She does. This was a tag. This is rude as fuck. Like, she's yeah. she's been dating Lisa. Uh, you don't, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's funny in the show. Like, it's, right. it's funny on the surface and it's television. So it is what it is. People are like a little mean. I mean, even like the way she was like, Dana, time to get over it was like, mean but also it made for humor or whatever so I feel like this is like not really real life type stuff yeah it's more for like the slapstick of it right yeah totally the slapstick of it which is it's funny I mean it's mean as hell right but it's funny but then Lisa is like watching the date and is like oh no like is she flirting with him and meanwhile Alice is like you're not hiding a vagina in there are you which Which you can say that in 2019 yeah (laughs) Jesus yikes the intentionality of those problematic lines, of course, being that, like, she just wants to, like, sleep with an easy dude, not a yeah. lesbian-identified male. And as someone who's hooked up with three different guys named Andrew, I can tell her it'll be simple and quick. <laughs> That's what she wants, Alice. That's what she thinks she yeah. wants. But uh, Dana's, like, super proud of herself, I think. Like, Dana's like, I did it, you know? And then Lisa's like, no, my spirulina. I know. Dana, like, I feel like Lisa's so conflicted because he just wants to be sensitive to Dana and like proud of Dana, but his feelings are hurt. So he's crumbling. Then we go to Sherry Jaffe's. This is why I thought they fucked. And the husband comes home. Yeah. So they have to get dressed super fast. Well, Sherry's lingerie is already on. Shane runs into the bathroom. When Shane comes out, the husband is like super into it. And he's like, oh my God, your hair looks great. I love that just fucked look or whatever. Or she says it's the just just fucked look. So. And he's like, oh, I love it. And Shane, he's like, introduces himself to Shane. And Shane's like, oh, sorry, my hands are wet. Yeah. <laughs> also, so, yeah, they fucked. They fucked, right? And also, like, the, the like, lines between Sherry Jaffe and Shane as Shane's trying to get the fuck out of there were hysterical to me because Sherry's like, so if I need a touch up and Shane is, like, interrupting me, like, yep, 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 yep. I'm fucking just let, just shut the fuck up, Sherry. Your husband is here. <laughs> But it also speaks to like how lesbian possibilities and desires are just not clocked by men at all. Like if he walked in and this was a male hairdresser, he'd right. be like, what's going on? But because it's a woman, he's like not threatened, but he mm-hmm. should be. And then um, and Sherry's like, I can't wait to tell Harry he'll be so jealous, which I was like, does she mean because Shane didn't sleep with Harry? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the the person who I think Harry is based on is by. Oh, I so believe. maybe he truly would have been jealous. He had a baby with um, that w- the woman who played Mel on Queer as Folk. 
This is like, it's like we have the podcast about the L word, but then we have like a sub podcast in the podcast that's just about this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just about Brian Singer. He was mean to Ellen Page too, so. Wow. So then Steve, is that Sherry Jaffe's husband's name? I didn't know. I just wrote it down as Steve. <laughs> he looks, he does look like a Steve. Yeah, he's, it's Steve. It is it's Steve. Steve. Great. Steve. Steve runs after Shane. They take so much time on Shane's shoes going down the stairs and then Steve's mm-hmm. shoes going down the stairs. And then Steve, uh, you know, lets Shane know that she made him want to bang his wife, which do you know how many married men think that about their wives? None. Classy guy. Yikes. Yikes. I This show hates men. And, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I wish that they didn't also hate trans men. I wish they right. just hated. I wish they, they stuck to hating cis men. But, I mean, they really pounded in, you know? Wow. Yeah, pounded in. Then we go back to the CAC. Monkeys the- go on strike. <laughs> <laughs> Where... Bet is buying children's books to read to Tina's belly. It's she's not like Tina's- she bought a birthing tank without asking me. I'm gonna buy monkeys go on a picnic without asking her. They're not on a picnic. They're on strike, and I want to know what this book is about. Like, is it a labor? Is it like about labor unions and monkeys? Like, what you know? What's happening in monkeys go on strike? I bet that they're like we're not picking our own bananas anymore. <laughs> yeah, and wait, their own bananas? They don't want to. They want somebody else to pick their bananas for them, for the monkeys. I don't know what monkeys do. <laughs> so we finally meet Faye Buckley because when Bet leaves, Faye Buckley is out there like recording her, like and interviewing her basically. Like, don't you think that this is filth and degradation? First of all, Faye Buckley is played by Helen Shaver. Oh. Who was the star of Desert Hearts. Go on. You didn't see Desert Hearts? I didn't. How? I don't know. What is it? I, it sounds familiar. <laughs> <sighs> Desert Hearts is a film mm-hmm. that came out in 1985. Okay, and well. it is a lesbian movie. Oh. And it had like a full lesbian like makeout leading to sex scene. Mm. And it was a huge, huge, huge big deal. It was based on Desert of the Heart by Jane Rule, who's an, who's another like lesbian. It was like one of the earliest lesbian movies. It was like the only lesbian movie that didn't suck for a long time. Wow, I have to watch it then. I will put it on my list yeah. of lesbian movies I have not yet seen. It's only an hour and a half. But basically she plays a mommy in Desert Hearts who like kind of seduces this young ranch hand Ooh. tomboy type. Yeah, it's fun. I I liked it. I liked I I enjoyed the film Desert Hearts. And I and I think this casting was obviously very intentional, assuming that most of the lesbian watching it at the time, aside from Kristen, (laughs) would recognize her. I was not an educated lesbian in 2004. Okay. well, you probably would have been if you had hung out with Francesca Wolf with two F's. Yeah, I want everybody to know that Francesca Wolf, uh, in the in the captions on my DVD, was spelled with one F for part of the show and two Fs for the second part of the show. So. Faye says that the world we live in is a godless one, and she sort of goads Bet into saying, "Oh, you think that I'm a pervert because I'm a lesbian?" Yeah, she's like, "Do you have children?" Like she she really gets under Bet's skin with the children thing and the pervert thing, and gets a rise out of her. And Faye says that Bet is making the world a darker place. Bye. And then she walks off in her pantsuit, which she looks honestly pretty hot in. She does, but her pants are like, they're like almost Jenkos. They're so baggy. Her, her suit pants. They're so big. Mm. 
So then we go to Alice's apartment where Alice is about to get it on with this dude, uh, Mildred's son. And um, Lisa gets to the door, walks in and is like, excuse me, but I am her lesbian lover. (laughs) 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 Okay. And And he's like, Andrew represents everything that's wrong in the world. Why would you want to let that be a part of your life? And Andrew was like, I'm out of here. Bye. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, Alice breaks up with Lisa. Yeah. By saying like, this is, I wanted something simple and this is the most complicated interpretation of sexual identity I've ever encountered. I relate. She has to a that. point. Yep. <laughs> and then she says, I want a boyfriend that's straight or a lesbian who's a girl. Right. What about a boyfriend who's bisexual, Alice? Yeah. What about a boyfriend who's bisexual? I don't think she wants it. Well, her loss. But I hope that she finds a lesbian who's a girl, if that's what she wants. But what about a bisexual who's a girl? Right. So Lisa's heart is broken and Bet is like, I've made it to the doctor's office. And the doctor's office is empty. Tina is not there. And the doctor's like, you need to sit down. Does Bet actually sit down? No. Bet doesn't right. do anything Again. anyone ever tells her to do, ever. <laughs> She's like, I can do this standing. <laughs> I'll stand here all night. Uh, and Tina... I, do we know even how far along Tina is? She's like three months. Is she three months at this point? Uh, she's whatever. There was no heartbeat on the sonogram that they did. And the doctor tells us to bet that the pregnancy isn't viable. Bet runs home and Tina is crying. And I, in my, in my memory, it was in the shower and yeah. still it that's is. That's a later scene. It is a later scene. Okay, that's yeah. I, I, the, so there is a vivid shower scene. So Tina yeah. is crying, uh, and Bet holds Tina, and this is sad. And I think we're gonna get more of it. I in in Reese's notes to me in our production schedule, the next episode says Tina's miscarriage. So I want to say I was taken by surprise. I didn't know that this was happening at the end of this episode. Surprise, miscarriage, Kristen. Surprise. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but I, but I, I imagine your authentic reaction to the. Work. Yeah, I imagine that we're going to get more of this in the next episode, since that's what uh, my production calendar said that we're going to um, get to talk about Tina's miscarriage more later. Unless you really feel like talking about it now, it's just well, sad. it was really sad, and into my arms starts playing, and that's sad, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's sad. Tina's really sad. It is. And it's like, you know, we've seen, we know a few things too that like inform the sadness even more that they mm-hmm. have been trying for six months to get here. Not that this would be any less sad if it had happened immediately, but I personally identify with the like loss upon loss that is like, oh my God, we finally did this thing and then to lose it. And we also watched Tina telling everybody and like yeah. really going hard on the like celebration of this pregnancy, which is like mm-hmm. great, but is, you know, I think adds to the devastation of just like how much she was like, this is my baby. Um, yeah. So it's very sad. And then Bet goes outside for something? Yeah, because, okay, so then we hear like a hammering uh, and Bet is like, what the fuck is going on in the middle of this? I mean, she's only just She probably thinks home. it's like Tim hammering like yeah. at the wall going, <laughs> Right. I don't uh, need any more from you, Jenny, you're could... a manipulative liar. And it's the only thing that could be worse than that, which is <laughs> these fucking protesters are like hammering a sign into the grass mm-hmm. and filming her. And like yeah, this- Bet got doxxed. 
Ooh, and it would be like, this would be like traumatic and horrible no matter what. But I feel like if it, if it had happened to any other moment, Bet probably would have had more composure. But like right. she's in this, the middle of this grief stricken moment. And so she mm-hmm. just like loses her shit on the protesters. And she's like, turn the fucking camera off. She's like ripping the sign out of the lawn. It's I can really definitely sad. relate to that. You can you can relate to ripping a sign out of your lawn. <laughs> no, I can relate to like your life is falling apart. And so therefore you go bananas yeah at a work-related conflict because you're just like this is I don't have room on my plate for this right now right you right. know like it's, how dare you and also, especially when it's stupid it kind of like feels... this is so illogical and this is like shouldn't be I mean this kind of stuff happens a lot when people are like taking things to us that are where I'm like this is absurd and I'm just like I don't have time for your nonsense right I <laughs> Fuck feel all of you don't you feel because I've had ex- experiences like this, too. And it's like it's a horrible moment for this to happen. But it's also like in my experience, it's a very cathartic thing to have somebody true, yeah. do something like really stupid where you can just be like, fuck, which is like because <laughs> like, because Bet can't do that holding Tina in the bath or wherever they are. No. You know, like she she has to kind of like be their comforting calm. And so I feel like as much as this is bad timing, it also probably feels like a release for Bet to be able to just fucking let loose and scream at somebody on her lawn. But also the the sad thing for Bet though is that she's on camera. Yeah. So this is F, you know, and earlier Faye Buckley was recording her. So like obviously this is all gonna come around and bite her in her perfect ass. Yeah. At least it's perfect. Just like That's Tim's. True. Just oh I'm see, sorry. I instinctively that's how much I trust and love you is that I instinctively was like, just like, and then I was like, no, I've been fooled <laughs> by Tim, your Tim, Tim ass. Um, so we've gotten to the end of the episode and I'm not sure what luck next time means. Still. <laughs> Maybe it's like better luck next time you get preggers. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, is that what this is about? Like, I, I don't, if you have any thoughts, email us at... To ellenbackcast at gmail.com. Okay, Reese, do you have your L word? Um, yes. Great. I think every every episode I count the reverse order from one to three or three to one. I can never remember which I do. So three, two, one. Leprechaun. Letter opener. Mm. Oh, because you were thinking about luck. I was. I looked at luck and I was like, I can't say luck. And then I was like, they should have called this episode Leprechaun and there should have been leprechauns in it. Ooh, leprechaun next time. Like, yeah, leprechaun next time. But then it would have been a fake. Like, what if outside the um, CAC they just had like a leprechaun? It was like, don't come in here. This is art. (laughs) You know, come my lucky charms. I was going to say, is he eating a bowl of lucky charms? Poor leprechauns. What a smear campaign on them. (laughs) Yeah. We There's only lesbian leprechauns. Can leprechauns be women? Good question. I've never seen a lesbian leprechaun. There is a movie called Leprechaun starring Jennifer Aniston who could be a lesbian, but she wasn't the leprechaun. Interesting. Have you ever seen that movie? I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever seen a leprechaun and I was going to be like, absolutely. What happened to my dog? Carol? Oh, there you are. Uh, Reese, do you want to tell everybody how to follow Carol on social media? If you want to follow Carol on social media, you can't because despite one year of our lives together, me talking to her, reading to her, singing songs to her, she still cannot speak a lick of English. What an idiot. What an idiot, this guy. But she's very cute. So if you want to follow Carol on Instagram, you can't. You'll have to follow me, Auto Win. 
You'll also, by the way, I have Twitter. By the way, also, we have an Instagram for this podcast. It's called <laughs> To Ellen Back. And if you're not following it, I see you and I'm mad. I'm I'm also mad. I'm mad with you, Reese. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Um, my name is Kristen, and you can follow me at Lesbian Leprechaun. Uh, that's L E S B I A N Leprechaun. Uh, yeah, that's... it's not Lesbian Online. It's Lesbian Leprechaun. Correct, correct. You can use that for Twitter or Instagram. Congratulations. Just kidding. It's Kristen Nolene. You can figure out how to spell it or see it in the show notes. Yes, and uh, today was the first time ever that we were joined in ears only by the wonderful Lauren Karen Klein, who's producing mm -hmm. this podcast alongside us and also is our audio engineer. All right. Well, Reese can't wait till we talk about the next episode of this show. Woo! <laughs> Miscarriage. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we are.